Shalom, family. This is Abba's daughter back with another edifying episode. So, family, we're going to talk about another device of the devil, sleep paralysis. Okay. I know many of you are aware of the term sleep paralysis, but what is it really? Okay. So, sleep paralysis is when someone is paralyzed and in their sleep, but they are awake. So like you're awake, but you can't move. Something is keeping you bound where you are, okay? Now, according to the world, there are so many different reasons for sleep paralysis. But spiritually, if any of you've experienced it, you know it is demonic, okay? Now, how am I getting on this subject? So I'm always doing research, family, which is what I do. I'm always searching, seeking, looking into, you know, trying to find the devices of Satan because he is our enemy and we must understand our enemy if we're going to be effective in spiritual warfare. So I'm, I'm listening to an interview of an ex, um, an ex psychic. All right. And she became, um, a believer of the most high. She decided to give her life to him and she is going on and she's talking about you know, the things that she had done, um, had seen, experienced, and what psychic, what, what being a psychic really is about, okay? Now, if any of you have done your research prior, you already know that what they're experiencing is demonic, okay? Their spiritual guide is a demon, all right? We all know that once a person passes away from this physical realm, they go to one of two places, but they never come back. So if someone is experiencing a quote unquote ghost <laughs> of a loved one, that's not really their loved one. It is a demon masquerading. Masquerading is like a mask or pretending to be their loved one, all in the name of deception. Okay. So let's talk about sleep paralysis. I wanted to share my experience. I experienced sleep paralysis one time in my life. And before I go into the story, if any of you have experienced sleep paralysis, it is not something that you forget. Okay. That's how you know someone who actually went through it and someone who did not. If someone says, oh, it was a long time ago, I don't remember, they never experienced it. This is something you never forget. Okay. So going into, um, my testimony regarding that. I remember this was back. My goodness, I am getting old. <laughs> I was probably like 23 when this happened. Okay. And I was living with my sister and her husband. I remember at that time, um, my sister was more into this than I was. She was seeking the Lord. Um, unfortunately, she acquired the spirit of religion. Their spirit of religion causes someone to go from like church to church seeking God and never actually obtaining him because they're going to the wrong places versus just getting on their knees and praying to him and asking him to reveal himself to them. I mean, simple as that, but many don't realize that they go from church to church, house to house, um, website to website. At the time, my sister was a member of this online ministry. I'm not going to name the name of it because I do not desire anybody to look them up. They are a very demonic cult is what they are. They're a cult. 
Okay. But of course, I didn't know that at the time. Um, I remember my sister one time she called me a heathen. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was so offended. I was like, why are you calling me a heathen? <laughs> you know, because I guess I wasn't searching like she was. Okay. I didn't have the spirit of religion. I just. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'll just see what she got going on. And we'll just go from there. You know, I wasn't really, I was interested, but not really that interested, to be honest. Um, But I was picking up on the Bible, like reading it myself. I never was interested in being in a church. Now, before I go into that story, I'm going to tell you this story real fast. To give you a little backstory of why I never really was a church person. Okay. So when I was 11 years old, um, Actually, when I was 10, my mother, she ended up getting locked up and going to prison. And um, me and my siblings ended up staying with our grandparents, okay? Now, my grandmother, uh, she's not a very nice woman. She was a very evil and bitter woman. She treated especially me really bad. I don't know what it is. Back then, I didn't know. I know what it is now. But back then, I had no idea why I was treated so bad. Because it was like a lot of people treated me bad for some weird reason. Um, I don't feel bad about it, so I don't need no pity or sympathy. It's all right. <laughs> I'm grown and over it. But my grandmother was very, very, very wicked. Okay. Sorry about the noise in the background. There's a truck backing into a spot and they have a backup alarm. <laughs> it's very loud. Can you hear it? Sorry about that. But anyways, so my grandmother, she was very bitter, very bitter woman. Um she was very angry, uh, took it out on me and my sister a little bit. My brother, he always got doted on, which is so weird. But anyway, so she went to church and she would bring us to church. And hold on, you guys. Give me one second, okay? I do apologize, family, <laughs> for that. I had to put things on pause because let me tell you something. This is how the devil operates, Okay. When you are giving a testimony or telling a story and he doesn't want it to be put out or he wants to be disruptive, he does things at the exact moment you're getting ready to, you know, help somebody out. <laughs> okay. All day, nobody was in the spot next to me. As soon as I go to do this, somebody decides to back in and be loud. <laughs> so I had to close all my windows and you know, I'm slightly uncomfortable, but that's okay because this is very, very important. So going back to the story, now I can think. All right. So my grandmother, she always took us to church. Okay. It was a Baptist church. And I remember being in that church and I believe I told this story before, but I'm gonna tell it again. Being in that church and seeing how the people treated my grandmother, like, they used to come to her, oh, Mother Burnett. And I swear, like, the look on her face, it was just this look of pride, you know? And she just had this pompous air about her. Like, she was royalty. It was the most craziest thing. I swear, I'm, like, 11 years old looking at this, and I'm like, huh? What, what is this about, you know? 11 years old, I'm looking at them, and I'm like, do y'all know this lady? <laughs> you know, she's not very nice, but... In church, she was a completely different person, okay? 
And I remember being that young and being like, you know what? I don't want to be like this. I don't approve of this. Like, I felt like the church was just fake because if they could accept someone like that who was just a monster, you know, behind closed doors, then I didn't want to be a part of it. And mind you guys, I'm 11 years old and I'm having this this thought. I'm thinking like this. So growing up, I believed there was a God. I believed in his son, Jesus. You know, I believe these things. As a matter of fact, I even got baptized at that age because I did believe and I do believe. Right. So but I just I don't know. It was I'm going to just say it may have been the Holy Spirit. You know, at the time, I didn't know, but I stayed away from churches, you know, organized religious groups. I stayed away. So I was called, you know, at 22. But, you know, when you're young, you don't really you don't really go into it like that unless you have a strong, you know, um, spiritual background. And I didn't. So. Going back to the story, you know, my sister, she was looking into Mormonism. Matter of fact, that was the first um, organized religious group that she was looking into that I can remember after she got married because she sent me one of their books, you know, the Book of Mormon. (laughs) Yeah, she sent that to me and I supported her. I I mean, I didn't know what was true. What wasn't, you know, I supported her, her journey. And then when she realized that wasn't the way to go, she went to, um, I think, I'm not sure, like another church she may have went to, realized that wasn't the way to go. And then that's when she got on to this online ministry, which she felt was real. And that's when she called me a heathen because I really wasn't active like she was looking into finding, you know, God or anything. So... I was like, you know what? All right, let me see what she got going on. Let me, you know, see what's up with it. So I started listening to them and I was given a Bible by my sister and I asked the Lord to help me to start reading. So I now I'm in the beginning of my journey. You know, I'm I'm reading the Bible, not really understanding how to read it because I had a King James version. You know, the these, the thou's and the thines. That was really, you know catching me up and one day I just prayed father please help me to read it and one day I could read it it was amazing but I remember one night after me and my sister got done doing some studying and we were like just chilling out I was you know getting ready for bed because I had to go to work so I went ahead into my bedroom and the way my bedroom was set up like you walk in you go walk down the hall like you walk down the hall there's a bathroom walk down the hall there's my bedroom and then there's my room and then I had I had a half bath so I had a shower a sink and a toilet so I had my own private bathroom but the way it was set up too I had two windows and they came together at an apex so my bed was set up the head of my bed was at one of the windows and the foot was like in the open room now for some reason that night I decided to lay opposite of how I normally lay. Normally, my head would be by the window, but I had my head by the door, okay? I don't know why I decided to lay that way because I never did. 
You know, we were all a lot of us are creatures of habit. You know, I normally did not lay that way, but I did this time. And I was playing my radio. You know, these are times, you know, I used to go to sleep with the radio on. And I kid you not, I'm laying there and I'm getting comfortable. I'm laying there and I turn my head to the right and I'm looking at my radio and I swear this demonic face appeared on my radio. It looked like a brown demonic face wax figure. I I kid you not. It was just, I'm like, what, (laughs) you know? So I go to move and I discover I can't move. Mind you, I just laid down. I was not laying down no longer than maybe like 10 minutes, maybe. Right. And I can only move. I can only move my 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 eyes. I move my eyes and my head a little bit, but I can only really move my eyes. And I'm sitting here like, why am I? I can't and I, I can only talk in my head <laughs> you know I'm talking in my head and I'm like why can't I move what is going on and family I swear I felt this pressure down by my feet and it felt like someone was crawling up my legs like an actual person was crawling up towards my chest and I remember Thinking about the sitting witch, okay, that is um, a story. I don't know if, if you look it up, there's a painting depicted of a person laying across the bed with a devil sitting on their chest, right? I don't know. I guess back then I was into some stuff where I was doing a lot of research on devils and things, but that's what it reminded me of. So I remember looking up towards the door because the hall, you know, the living room light was on. So my sister was still up and in my head, I'm screaming my sister's name and I'm screaming her name, screaming her name, screaming her name. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she can't heal. She can't hear me. But then it was put on my spirit. Call out the name of the Lord. And I screamed in my head, Jesus, save me. I kid you not. It felt like either that thing was yanked off of me. Or like a shotgun blast. I cannot describe it. But I screamed for the Lord. Jesus save me. And literally. Whatever was around. Like it had to have been the Lord. I swear. Yanked that devil off of me. Yanked him off. I felt he was there. And I felt him being pulled off of me. Family. I have never experienced that since, but sleep paralysis is real. Sleep paralysis is a device of Satan. This is something he does to instill fear into many people. Those of us who are, especially those of us who are like being called, right? And we're not really like actively looking but I believe when the most high calls people there's something that happens in the spirit realm and everybody all the you know devils and spirits and angels they see it and what Satan does he tries to dim that light before it can even take off so he tries to 
nip it in the bud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He tries to kill it before it can even become something great, right? So how do I know these things exist? Well, if you go into the Bible, throughout the whole entire Bible, there are so many scriptures that talk about, you know, fallen angels, devils, and so on. Here, Here is... Here is an example. James chapter two, verse 19 says, you believe that there is one God. You do well. You do as well. The devils also believe and tremble. <laughs> okay. Let's go into, let's see. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 to 18 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So before I even continue, the Lord is telling us that we fight against powers that we cannot see. Okay, and we're fighting against powerful powers that we cannot see. And the only way that we can stand against the wiles of the devil is what he says. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Ahia, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So he's telling us that we have to take up the Lord's armor because we're not fighting anything physical. We are fighting spiritual beings. All right. So we got to put on the spiritual armor. Verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth, okay? So we cannot believe any lies. We must believe in the truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. So we must be transformed into living a life of righteousness and not unrighteousness. In your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, okay? Above all, taking the shield of faith, which is, our heavenly father, believing him and in the Holy Spirit, trusting in him. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So that is our protection, right? Which is the most high. 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so the sword of the spirit is our weapon. All right. So not only are we putting on armor to protect ourselves, we also have our weapon, which is the word of Ahia. Okay, the word of Ahia and the Lord shows us, Yeshaya shows us in Matthew chapter four, that when you quote the Lord's word to Satan or to these devils, they flee from you. Okay. Then he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we must always be in prayer. Ahaya has given us a blueprint to protect ourselves against these devils because he's telling us they do exist. Okay, they exist. Sleep paralysis is a device to cause fear. Okay, to cause fear because when we're ignorant, Satan is going to do whatever he can to deter us from coming to the truth. And had the Lord not had me even back then, I would not have known to call on his name because the Lord put it on my spirit to call on him. I called on my sister and nothing happened. You see what I'm saying? But when I called on him, 
he came with his boxing gloves on. And at that moment, it changed my life forever. I knew he existed. Like, it wasn't just I know he existed. I know he exists. I know he exists. There was no doubt in my mind, no room for doubt in my mind. Because he let me see calling on man wasn't going to help. But calling on him, that is what's going to help. So after that day, I understood that I needed him. So I wanted to come on here and to talk about this very important thing because there are so many people out there who are being under attack physically, spiritually, emotionally by these devils. And they need to understand that the only way to conquer and overcome them is by the blood of Yeshua and through his name. Like we have to call on the Lord. Otherwise, we're just like sitting ducks. We need him. All right. So I thank you guys for your time and listening. And I will talk to you all soon. Shalom, family.